What's going on, everybody? This is Bob Morris. Uh, all right, uh, the Bob Tidbits Substack. You can find it at bobtidbits.substack.com with another episode of the Tidbits Podcast. It's uh, Friday morning, June 17th, and I had the uh, day off today, so I figured we'd go ahead and sit down and do a podcast uh, this uh, this morning, get a quick one out of the way. It was promising everyone a series on the uh, the decisions that await uh, the various uh, NFL teams as it pertains to uh, the salary cap, uh, contract extensions, and that type of thing. This weekend, I'll be attending the uh, Smallville Comic Con, and just on a personal note, it's uh, it's been a couple of years since they've held the Comic Con. Uh, obviously, with the uh, COVID pandemic, a lot of events that took place uh, didn't get held, so it's certainly looking forward to uh, getting back out there and having some uh, events to enjoy. Uh, as far as this uh, week's uh, Substacks uh, writing, uh, hoping to get that done either on Saturday night or on Monday. We'll see if it comes out a day early or a day late. So we'll just kind of see how things go from there. But let's get to this week's podcast. We're talking about the decisions that await the uh, NFL teams. We're starting with the ASC West this week. Uh, started with the AAC West for, well, for an obvious reason, as a, a Denver Broncos fan and a writer for Mile High Huddle, Broncos are a team that I focus on, but we'll start with the, the, that team along with the remaining AAC West teams. We'll probably do these uh, four teams at a time, and we'll try to keep these podcasts uh, fairly brief in length. So starting with the Broncos, uh, looking ahead to next season, uh, they're going to, that's right now, the cap space that's uh, shown on sites like Over the Cap and Spot Rack is based on a $255 million base cap. That's a projected cap for next year. It does not include any cash carry, any cap carryover, excuse me, that teams may have from this season. Uh, right now, it remains to be seen how the final 53-man rosters plus the practice squads will look like. So that's why you don't see the figures. Uh, for the excuse me, the cap space remaining this year has not been carried over into next year yet. There's also the incentives that the team players could earn this year, and so there will be some teams that uh, may have may lose some uh, cap space next year because incentives count toward the following year's cap. So it's not clear yet where everybody stands with cap space. So I'll try to. Keep the focus away from cap space as I talk about the teams and getting to the Broncos. There have been some that pointed out they don't have a lot of cap space, but they do have a couple moves that they can make to gain some cap space. Uh, Mike Purcell, uh, nose tackle, Graham Glasgow, uh, offensive guard, both would be uh, – Purcell actually would be I, – I believe actually Purcell would be in the final year's contract next year. Uh, Glasgow I know would be in the final year. And, yeah, I believe that's correct with Purcell. So those are players. Purcell, it's possible he could be a, a cut in training camp if they think that they can get by with other players who are on the roster. Glasgow, I you can't rule out him being cut this year, but they could decide to keep him because at the $3 million base salary, fully guaranteed, it's that's not bad for a depth player. So, and he would provide some, uh, some veteran uh Presence on on the offensive line if if it's necessary. So 
I don't think it's guaranteed with Glasgow. Could happen with Brussels, but both of those moves would uh, gain some cap space for them. Their main decisions they've got to make about players with expiring contracts, uh, Bradley Chubb, Dalton Reisner, and Draymond Jones. Chubb uh, is an edge rusher who's had two quality seasons, but had two seasons that were cut short by injury. And then last season in particular, he when he came back from uh, uh, some surgery, he just never got to the, uh, the level of play that he had shown in uh, other seasons. So he's... He's in a season where he's going to have to prove that uh, he deserves that uh, uh, that big money extension. Uh, where I'd fit him in at this point is a good question. He's probably looking at maybe what Bud Dupree got. That, uh, But if he's going to demonstrate that he's deserving of a payday that much, it wouldn't put him at the top of the list. We put him in that second tier. He's going to have to have a, uh, a strong season this year. Dalton Reisner, I looked at him. He's probably looking at a deal at this point that would be similar to Alex Kappa, who signed with the, the Bengals in the offseason. That could allow him to stay with the Broncos, but that all depends on what uh, other players uh, do this year. Uh, they've got some other players. Uh, Quinn Miners, it looks like they're probably going to put him at right guard, but they could decide to move him to left guard where Reisner plays, and then Natani Muti is another player to keep an eye on. Draymond Jones, he's the one at this point that I think is most likely going to get a contract extension from the Broncos. And I was looking at uh, the the deals that were handed out to such players. He's not going to be one of those players that resets the market. So, I mean, there's hardly anybody among interior defenders is going to be approaching what Aaron Donald got, for instance. But he could approach what DJ Reader got from the Bengals two seasons ago. So... But we'll just, as far as the other decision they've got to make, they may have to discuss an extension for uh, Russell Wilson. I don't think they're going to do one this year. They're going to most likely wait and see what happens in 2022 and then go from there. Jason Fitzgerald on his most recent uh, Over the Cap podcast believed he was probably, that Wilson was going to get around uh, what Matthew Stafford got. And I think that's a good comparison. And... But what the Broncos can do if they're making decisions about who they need to keep, they can make moves for cap relief without having to restructure contracts. If they do an extension for Russell Wilson, that's not the same as a restructure where you're just converting money into a signing bonus and not adding any years, or you're probably just adding void years to the deal. So they should be in a position to get uh, their cap situation under control where they can extend one or two of the players with expiring contracts between Chubb, Reisner, and Jones, and possibly adding another free agent or two while extending Russell Wilson. The Kansas City Chiefs, uh, they are in a a better position uh, cap-wise, and they can certainly get more cap space next year by cutting Frank Clark. I think that's a move that's very likely going to happen unless Clark really has a strong uh, 2022 season. Though at that point, they might ask whether they need to just trade Clark. He'll enter the final year of his contract that year, next year. They still have not extended Orlando Brown, and if they don't come to terms on a a new contract with uh, Brown, uh, as I am recording this, Brown has not been signed to an extension as far as I know, but if that does, does happen... 
as I, maybe it's happening as I record this podcast, the way sometimes, sometimes some of these moves happen, but if they get a extension done for Brown this year, that's going to help with knowing their situation going forward. If they don't, and he plays on the tag this year, they're going to really need to get him extended because it's not a good idea to for team, from the team's perspective to have players play on the franchise tag for more than one season. For a player, it can certainly be a good thing. Uh, it may not be a good thing for Brown, given the position he plays, but it's not something that as a team you want to keep doing uh, for too long. The other decisions they have to make about uh, players on the roster are Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey. Kelsey has taken uh, below market extensions before. If he's willing to do that, it may make sense to keep him on a short-term deal. Jones is going to be an interesting case. He's the best uh, pass rusher they've got on the roster. The question to ask is if he's looking at Aaron Donald's contract and thinking that he's going to try to push for that uh, top of the market there. Again, I don't think Jones is going to surpass Aaron Donald, but when he signed his last extension, he came pretty close to the money that Donald got on the extension that Donald signed a few seasons back. So it would not surprise me if Jones has another great season, he's going to try to push to get to that top of the market there. So that's going to be a decision the Chiefs are going to have to make. As far as their pending free agents, they've got uh, Juan Thornhill, who's taking on a bigger role at safety. And Meckley Hardman's another one to keep an eye on. Uh, Hardman has not played at a high level, so he's not going to be a receiver who should be in line to get at top of the market. But if he's willing to take one of those deals, it takes him, you know, he'd be more of a mid-tier player, I think. So if he's willing to take a mid-tier deal, I think that's a deal that would make sense for the Chiefs. Uh, Juan Thornhill, that's going to be an interesting one because if he has a quality season, he could be trying to push toward the top of the market for safeties. And then the Chiefs have to make a decision about whether he's going to be worth that money or they need to look elsewhere. Switching to the Las Vegas Raiders, they pretty much took care of the players that they wanted to address uh, this past uh, season. Uh, Hunter Renfro was, of course, the most recent one. And uh, they, of course, uh, did the short-term extension for uh, Derek Carr. They will need to think about how much longer they want to go. They want to continue keeping him. It's... Derek Carr is one of those interesting players. He's in that uh, tier two of quarterbacks who's certainly makes your team better, but isn't really the type of quarterback that can put him over the top like uh, the elite quarterbacks do. So they just have to ask the question how much longer they think they can uh, keep going with Carr or if they need to consider other options. Uh, the 2023 draft class, I don't, it's right now Bryce Young and CJ Stroud are the, uh, the top two, but beyond that, it's going to be a question about who else emerges from that field. And if somebody does, the Raiders might have to ask themselves if it's worth going after one of those quarterbacks or sticking with Carr if nobody else does. That's going to be the biggest decision the Raiders are going to have to make. They'll have to make a decision about Darren Waller, who is uh, entering uh, the, uh, I believe he's entering the final year of his contract. He's and right now he looks like a pretty he's got a pretty good deal compared to what a lot of other tight ends are getting. So they have to ask themselves if Waller's willing to take a deal that doesn't reset the market, then they could keep him around. But if he's trying to uh, push for 
more money, they have to ask themselves if he's worth that. And then among the free agents they've got, they don't really have any free agents they have to extend. Uh, they already took care of uh, Hunter Renfro, who's really the one they'd have to make a decision about. There's nobody else right now that I think is a priority for them to retain. So as far as their cap situation goes next year, they don't really have any cap troubles next year, even when you take into account uh, all the extensions they've already given because they've got a, a fair amount of cap carryover this year, depending on how, of course, the, the final roster takes shape. And then they've got a lot of cap space next year, so they don't have to make a lot of uh, major decisions or a lot of a lot of cuts in order to get under the cap. So, But I think what uh, Jason Fitzgerald talked about a few weeks ago was that the Raiders are kind of on a two-year window, so the Raiders just have to figure out who in that two-year window makes sense uh, to keep for 2023. And then we come to the Los Angeles Chargers. Right now they're projected to be over the cap. But they do have some uh, space right now that could potentially be carried over. So either they're going to be slightly over the cap or tight against the cap. That depends on where the base cap gets set and how things uh, take shape with their roster this year, any incentives they have to pay out. So they could have some tough decisions ahead. And that's particularly if they don't make the playoffs in 2022. They're the team that, you know, everybody... It seems like year after year we keep saying this is going to be the Chargers' year, and then it doesn't happen. And I know that there's a reason why many believe that this is the year it's going to happen, because second year under Brandon Staley, Justin Herbert enters his third year. He did improve from his first to his second year, and this should be the year when he cements himself as an elite quarterback. So, But if they don't make the playoffs or they go one and done, they're going to have to make some decisions because, first of all, Justin Herbert's going to be eligible for an extension, and it's an extension that you'd really have to watch how you structure it if you're trying to make, if you're trying to do it to clear cast base. Because while Herbert is due, I believe it's an eight million, nine million dollar base salary this coming year, you're not going to get a lot of cap relief with uh, converting some of that money into a signing bonus on an extension. So, and then. On top of that, they would have some uh, other players they would have to make decisions about. Do they extend Joey Bosa, for example? An extension would lower his cap number, but that's just going to depend on how he plays this year and how many more years they think he has left. They have to make a decision about what they're going to do with Derwin James, and especially looking at the safety market. Uh, James, of course, has missed a couple of seasons because of injuries, but when he's been on the field, he's played well. So they've got to ask themselves, how much is it worth to keep him? And then they've got to ask what they do with Khalil Mack and Keenan Allen because their cap numbers are going to rise next year. They already did a restructure on Mack to lower his cap number this year. If he doesn't deliver as expected this year, it's hard to justify keeping him. Keenan Allen, that could be the interesting one because he's pretty much been – he's one of the players that's really been – I guess you'd say he would be one of the faces of the franchise in recent years. That was before Justin Herbert came along, of course, but he's just been tied to the Chargers for so long that some people would think, well, why would you let him go? But he is not getting any younger, and his cap number is going to rise, so they'll have to make a decision. Uh, do they want to keep him? Do they want to extend him? It's 
Going to be interesting to see what happens, particularly if they don't make the playoffs or they go one and done. Now, if the Chargers do reach, say, the uh, the AFC Championship game, then I wouldn't blame them for saying we need to figure out what we can do to keep the players we have together, which means they probably do extend Joey, Joey Bosa, uh, try to find ways to lower the cap numbers for Allen and Mack, while not tying themselves down to them for too long. And then they're probably going to want to put the franchise tag on Derwin James and try to get him extended and get Justin Herbert extended. It's just the question is, if things don't go as expected, what will they do next year? That's that's the question. So anyway, those are the decisions that are going to be ahead for the uh, the AFC West teams. Of course, we it still remains to be seen what happens in 2022. And I know... A lot of people have looked at the teams and are kind of wondering uh, who's going to be if only two of them make the playoffs and one of uh, and the two that uh, made big moves fall short. But we will see what happens when the season comes along. Uh, in the next installment of uh, this series, uh, I don't know when I'll get around to getting the next one done. Hopefully in the next week or so, we'll talk about uh, the NFC West. We'll kind of uh, jump over to the NFC and then kind of go from there, going back and forth between the conferences. So anyway, that is all for this segment of uh, the Tidbits podcast. I hope everyone is doing well, and you have a good week.